millions of Christians face intense persecution and risk their lives for the sake of the gospel. Vom Oz Radio supports persecuted Christians, giving a voice to the testimony of those who have been denied a voice. Our programs inform and encourage Christians in Australia and around the world to mobilize and to stand with our persecuted brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to Vom Oz Radio, voice for the persecuted. Last week, Bob Fu was here. He is the founder and president of the China Aid Association. You can find their website at chinaaid.org. He is also a former prisoner for Christ inside China himself. He helped us get to know some of our brothers and sisters who are bravely living for Jesus right now in the People's Republic of China. Persecution there has intensified over the last couple of years, but they are still proclaiming the truth of the gospel. They are still proclaiming the love of Jesus. If you missed the first half of this conversation, you're going to want to go to our website, vomradio.net. You can listen to it there. You can also find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for VOM Radio or search for The Voice of the Martyrs. Bob Fu is back with us this week for the second half of our conversation. Bob, welcome back to Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thank you, Todd. Why are these believers, the the ones that you told us about last week, like Pastor Wang Yi, like Pastor John Cao, why does the Chinese government see them as such a threat? I think the biggest threat that why Pastor Wang Yi was charged indicted, imprisoned uh, with a national security crime uh, called uh, the subversion of state power uh, was, um, in a spiritual sense, uh, maybe it's very true. It's, uh, the gospel is very <laughs> subversive in that sense because, it's a, again, I use the immigration kind of a metaphor. It's a really life or death immigration. It's eternal death to eternal life eternal darkness to eternal light. It's a kingdom of uh, Satan to kingdom of light, a kingdom of God. And I think uh, the in light of, uh, you know, what maybe the Communist Party's ideology may have felt the, the threat of their kingdom, of their darkness. Because, you know, when Wang Yi preached the gospel on the pulpit, that, that's the only sermon he got into trouble that he cited as the evidence of subversion. What he did he preach? He was reading John 3.16. Wow. He was just saying, you know, God so loved the world and loved the Chinese, loved President Xi Jinping. He mentioned his name. That was a big crime, you know, the dear leader's name. You know. but, he, but he mentioned it in the context that God loves him. Yes. He said, you know, you still have opportunity. Repent, you know, stop persecuting our brothers and sisters, stop this evil policy, and God loves you too. You have the opportunity to be saved and into the salvation and from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And it's a pure gospel message. Uh-huh. But Subverting who, state power. Yes, that's the subversion. <laughs> very subversive. Some Christians in China are making the choice to leave. They are saying, it's getting so bad, we don't have a future here, our children don't have a future here, we're leaving. Yes, yes. 
talk a little bit about some about that choice and and how that's happening. Yeah, so we have been teaching,、uh, especially on the persecution, the response of persecution. You know, can be very different. You know, some chose to stay, we respect, like Pastor Wang Yi、mm-hmm. and his wife. They could immigrate to the U.S.、Uh, very easily because Wang Yi used to be a, a visiting scholar at Purdue University for for a year, and he can easily get a green card、uh, in many countries. They chose to stay. They were offered、uh, even to be rescued.、Mm-hmm. They said, "We we we want to die with our people." Wow. So I mean, we should of course you know tear them up and and、uh, and support them. But some feel life threatening, and、uh, you know with their children they feel, you know Paul sometimes also escape from this city to another city, right? right? I mean,、uh, so that's uh, uh, the uh, different uh, time or different occasion. Bob, right now the Communist Party is celebrating its 100th birthday in China. What what does that look like in China, especially for Christians? As how is that birthday celebration sort of playing out on the ground there? July 1st is the Chinese Communist Party's 100th birthday. The whole nation is mandated and forced to celebrate. The great accomplishment of the Chinese Communist Party.、Uh, what the Chinese Communist Party really accomplished in the past 100 years? At least 80 million lives were killed. That does not include the over 200 million unborn babies were murdered from those women's womb. I mean,、uh, it's a, such an irony when the Communist Party just a few days ago passed a new kind of ordinance, said,、uh, "Okay, women who can be pregnant should have at least three children." Yes. So you have we've gone from, from one child policy yeah, to three from, child policy. That's right. From <laughs> one child policy, forced abortion. Now you have a policy of forced birth. You have to get pregnant. I'm, you know, I will be、uh, no doubt the Communist Party will engineer a mechanism to have coerced pregnancy. Any government who think they have a business to manage women's body, when it, women's wombs, right? How I, I mean, the family, how many children you can get, how many,、uh, how when you should do sterilization. If you don't do that, they will do that for you. And、uh, if you are pregnant without permission,、uh, you know, one, two, three. How about the fourth children? If those. Who dare to have the fourth one? Still, they will face the, a forced abortion. I doubt, you know, but because they already acknowledge there is an aging problem, there is a lack of a, a so-called available labor problem. So that's the Communist Party. You know, you see that is a, a total disregard of the value of life.、Mm-hmm. So to them, this each one of life is just a little dot. In their production production assembly, you know,、uh, in order to make their life prosper, in order to make the corruption、uh, even bigger, in order to make their children even richer, they don't care about、uh, you know these people's lives. And、um, with the the concentration camps, I mean, with those、uh, Tiananmen massacre, you know, they have never now acknowledged there's something happened. So I think、uh, at the end of the day this year we should dedicate a 100th 
mourning uh, you know, year mm-hmm. and that instead of a celebration. It should have a national memorial day on July 1st instead of a national celebration day. Uh, it, it's not only inside China. You know, the Communist Party have extended their long arm, as we just mentioned, uh, um, to deep in the United States, you know, Confucius Institute. I mean, the Chinese students in the United States campuses are, are living in fear because uh, the Communist Party uh, mandate the spy on each other. You have the sent the, their uh, top scientists, you know, even uh, as uh, close as the Bartlesville, like stealing Americans' oil technology. And uh, they are sending them to bully uh, other dissidents, like my own home, like uh, in 2020. First time, we, uh, it's such a s- uh, surreal, we experienced you know, as many as 80 these communists with face masks occupied our whole street for nearly two months. Our family had to be exiled from our own home in West Texas by the FBI and law enforcement. So this is if we continue to sleep, you know, in the face of the threats of the Communist Party, I think uh, we have no time to regret. I mean, um, but certainly, you know, we, our hope and our uh, count of our hope, our eyes always have to fix, to be fixed uh, on Jesus Christ because uh, only him can provide that. Um, but we have, we can never forget. I think uh, that is uh, the thing, um, you know, we, 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 we need to remember. Um, so there's uh, nothing to celebrate. Yeah. And as you have mentioned, it is a spiritual battle. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we need to acknowledge that it's a spiritual battle, and we need to understand the spiritual weapons that we have at our disposal. Uh, Amen. Rather than thinking of it only in political terms. Mm-hmm. At the same time I say that, I want to ask a sort of political question. Is the Chinese government affected at all by pressure from outside the country, whether it's uh, PR campaigns about the Uyghur concentration camps or letter writing about Pastor Wang Yi being in prison or anything else that, that sort of makes them look bad? Does the Chinese government even care what the rest of the world thinks? Oh, absolutely. Remember how the Chinese government uh, respond to the accusation setting up over 380 concentration camps in Xinjiang. Guess what? They uh, responded by describing these uh, camps as vocational schools. And they even uh, invite a few uh, you know, journalists to go to Xinjiang and show the students in the vocational camps were dancing and singing. You can tell from their face, you know, it's uh, not they're, voluntary. They're not happy to be singing. there. That's right, not happy to be there. And uh, remember uh, how they respond to the uh, the Americans, the sanctions. I mean, basically, those who are responsible for setting up the camps for the first time. You know, two Politburo members were on the sanction list uh, by the Trump administration. And guess what? Uh, they responded by putting Co- Congressman Chris Smith on the sanction list, by putting uh, Sam Brownback, you know, the senator and the U.S. ambassador, for international religious freedom, and the latest list included, uh, you know, Johnny Moore, an evangelical church leader. 
That means they care. That means the you know the the right. they are in trouble. They are paying attention. They are paying sure. attention. And also, Pastor Wang Yi and Pastor Zhang Tao, like when we write letters to them, I mean, they do respond. Bob, let's talk just for a few minutes about your new book, uh, "The Politics of Inclusive Pluralism: A Proposed Foundation for Religious Freedom in a Post-Communist Democratic China." The first question I have just reading the title is, how likely is a post-communist democratic China in our lifetimes? 100% sure. (laughs) (laughs) So I I think, I mean, God um, has a greater purpose than what we can see. So when I write, this is part of my 15 years dissertation writing process, (laughs) you know, from University of Durham. I almost uh, attempted to dedicated partially to President Xi Jinping, like John Calvin, you know, dedicated his Institute of Christian Religion to the French king, the persecutor, uh, to partially to let them know, you know, what we believe, right? Mm -hmm. And we are not a threat. The Chinese uh, house church, I mean, is uh, much uh, uh, fearful. Uh, Xi Jinping may be kind of one-sided, afraid of subversion. Uh, They do not have a political power agenda, they are not seeking to even overturn President Xi Jinping, your regime. Uh, they just want to be the best citizen for the kingdom of God. They are a heavenly citizen, and they want to demonstrate that light and salt in that dark world. Uh, of course, uh, the thesis, the whole dissertation is based on several presuppositions, you call it. And um, number one, there will be a post-communist time for China. You know, when Russia, like the former Soviet Union in 1989, nobody anticipated that. And of course, with lots of prayers, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, the fall of Berlin Wall. No geopolitical strategist has predicted that was the time and the year. It's in God's hands. So there will be a post-communist time in China. I'm very optimistic. And number two, uh, uh, there is uh, not only a post-communist, there will be a Christianized China. So that was not in the 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 subtitle, but it's in my thesis, in my dissertation, in the book. So according to both, uh, you know, our friend, uh, former bureau uh, chief of Time Magazine, uh, Dr. David Aikman, in Jesus in, in Beijing, mm-hmm. he predicted actually some 15, 20 years ago already about a Christianized China will emerge. And the latest prediction is by uh, Purdue University. Guess what? A secular university, a group of sociologists, after making a methodical scientific survey and research, including survey inside China, and based on their historical record, they studied the church growth in China in the past 100-some-plus years, and they found the number of Chinese Christians have already reached to 130 million now, and they projected even with the slowest growth or non-growth some years, based on the past year's pattern. They even said if uh, President Xi wants to help by accelerate that with more persecution, they predict by 2030, the number of Chinese Christians will definitely reach to at least 224 million. Wow. 224 million. You know, China now have 1.4 billion. 
That's about 20% mm-hmm. of the population, according to the experience in South Korea, uh, even in Taiwan, in Hong Kong, Singapore, and some modern, like, uh, you know, from dictatorship uh, to transition to democratic uh, uh, institution. If a society with 20% diehard, born-again Christians, it will become a Christianized nation. Most of the top leadership in the society will be occupied by the Chinese Christians. So I was tackling this question, uh, actually, is uh, how in a post-communist, Christianized, democratic China, we can ensure religious freedom for all faiths, not mm-hmm. only for Christians, right. not of Christendom, but every faith, including atheists. How can we protect their faith? We're not per- persecuting them. Last question, Bob, and and we always try to end here. Mm-hmm. We want to equip our listeners to pray. Yes, yes, we've talked about some of our brothers and sisters who are in jail right now, who are going through the persecution right now. Uh, but how do we pray for the nation of China right now? I think uh, China, um, as we just uh, mentioned, uh, after a hundred years of uh, birthday of Communist Party with the direct, uh, I mean, ruling of Communist Party in the past 70 years. This is a very historical moment. I think we really, uh, first and foremost, as we're uh, told in the uh, New Testament, is to really lift up our hands to pray for the leaders, for the rulers. I mean, including, you know, the Communist Party leaders, President Xi Jinping, of course, uh, President Biden and uh, the world global leaders, uh, that um, God has control of their hearts, you know. And so if uh, they are, want to be blessed more, they better kind of follow the command uh, uh, commandments of uh, what God has prescribed. So we pray for our rulers and uh, we pray for the persecuted, of course, because uh, if one part suffers, the whole body suffers. And uh, there is only one church. It's uh, the Church of Christ. Uh, it's just happened one part in China, one part in Taiwan, one part in America, in Brazil, in Iran. So we should pray for them even in the middle of the persecution. They won't be discouraged. Even in the middle of torture, they won't be uh, like losing sight that God is still with them, in, even in the middle of this. Also, the prayer for them is that they will know that uh, we will remember them. Um, even the whole China, no newspaper, no social media mention them at all. Um, but their name is uh, in the heavenly realm. And uh, we certainly should pray for the family members. I mean, like Pastor uh, Wang Yi's wife, uh, Jiang Rong, and uh, their son, Joshua. Um, and let uh, their family know that uh, we are fellow family members with them. And uh, when they have any need or anything, uh, they can call their family members uh, in the United States or uh, even in Bartlesville to we can have something to help them. Above all, it's a spirit of walking with the persecuted mm-hmm. brothers and sisters together. I mean, they're not 
uh, object for uh, just receiving sympathy uh, or pity. And uh, they are actually, as you mentioned from the very beginning, they are our encouragers, right? From their prison, they become our encouragers. They become our counselors. Uh, they become our cheer leaders. Uh, uh, even we are in the free world uh, because uh, you know, this country is experiencing quite a turmoil. And uh, in the past few years, you have socialism, communism ideology, even now kind of being promoted as a mainstream. Uh, I think uh, a lot of Chinese house churches are praying for America now uh, with the real urgent. I mean, I, I was uh, with them uh, just a few days ago, like uh, nearly 700 house church leaders on Zoom Wow. They are praying for America. I mean, I was just, uh, you know, giving them a report uh-huh. about what's going on. I mean, they are praying for America. 700 church leaders uh, on Zoom. I mean, it was uh, phenomenal to see the kind of uh, the bond of love because they see the kind of uh, danger of this city yeah. on the hill being suppressed right now. Yeah. When you speak with our brothers and sisters in China do tell them that we are praying for them. Uh, our listeners, our readers here at Voice of the Martyrs. So we are praying. We will pray. Bob, it is always such a pleasure to have you. I always find myself uh, enlightened and more knowledgeable after our conversations. Thank you for being our guest this week on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Oh, thank you, Todd, for being a, such a faithful brother, cheerleader for persecuted brothers and sisters in China. Christians in hostile nations may live far from us. As believers, we know that we are one with them and part of the body of Christ. As such, we can't ignore their suffering. If the Holy Spirit is impressing you to know more and support the work of Voice of the Martyrs, please visit our website at vom.com.au. All donations of $2 and more are tax deductible in Australia. This has been a production of Vom Oz Radio, Voice for the Persecuted.